Summertime and the living is It's summer. Time to travel to a beautiful location, relax, and enjoy some music. Which apparently is what all of the classical musicians do, because we can't find any to do classical classroom episodes in town. So, we headed to the hills. And lo, we discovered there are these magical musical oases, oases, whatever, called classical music festivals. Every summer, students, performers, and orchestras spend their supposed time off making yet more music. Each year, a classical classroom is going to highlight a different festival. We're starting this summer at one of the premier festivals in Aspen, Colorado. The Aspen Music Festival in school is one of the top classical music festivals in the U.S. Over 300 classical music events are packed into eight weeks. In order to kick off this series, we thought that we should have somebody on to explain what music festivals are, and in particular, what's special about Aspen. So we went straight to the top. We got the CEO and president, Alan Fletcher, to explain what's going on at the Aspen Music Festival. We hope you enjoy traveling to Aspen with us. Come along, won't you? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Classical Classroom. I'm Daisha Clay, and here with me today is Alan Fletcher, who is the president and CEO of the Aspen Music Festival and School. He's also a composer. He studied at Princeton and Juilliard. He's worked as a professor and administrator at schools like the New England Conservatory of Music and the School of Music at Carnegie Mellon University. He's also an author, writing for publications like the Wall Street Journal and the Chronicle of Higher Education. Alan Fletcher, welcome to the Classical Classroom. Thanks, Tisha. What are you going to be teaching me about today? We're going to talk about classical music festivals, uh, what they are, why they are, how they are. Sounds good to me. So, so well, let's start right there. T- tell me about uh, classical music festivals in general. I mean, when I think of a music festival, I think of, you know, Austin City Limits or South by Southwest. So I'm guessing this is not the same thing. Not exactly the same, although those are good ones. Um, I'd say the classical music festivals come in two basic kinds, a presenting festival that's just a series of great concerts, Mm -hmm. and then the teaching festivals, and that's what we are in Aspen. We have students who come from all over the world, and they want to study classical music, but in the setting of uh, a lot of great concerts and with a great audience. Okay, so so what are the major festivals out there? I know... Um, I'm going to get in trouble if I make a list because I'll leave someone off. But, uh, <laughs> Maybe the, the uh, like big of, three or something like that. Well, the, for teaching festivals, it would be Tanglewood and Music Academy of the West and Brevard and Eastern Music Festival and uh, National Repertory Orchestra. Uh, we in Aspen are actually the largest of all of them. Really? I did not know yeah. that. And and where where are the other ones located? I mean, are they spread throughout the U.S.? Are they... All over? They are. They are. Tanglewood is somewhere in the Berkshires. Uh, Music Academy of the West is in Santa Barbara, California. And uh, Brevard is in the Smoky Mountains. So we're all over. Wow. And and they all seem to be set in these lovely locations that make them desirable getaways as well. 
Exactly. I don't think that's a coincidence because <laughs> you want the audience uh, to be excited to come to the festival as well. Right. Right. So, so classical music—it's it, basically like a working vacation—is kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, we call it the most fun you ever have to have. <laughs> so, so tell me what goes on at a music festival. Like, like I'm—I am a violinist, and I show up. What happens next? Okay. Well, we have uh, about 620 students. They come from more than 40 countries in just about every U.S. state. Uh, they come for eight weeks in the summer to Aspen. Um, in case people don't know, we're an extraordinarily beautiful mountain town. Great skiing in the winter, but great hiking and fly fishing and rafting and s cycling in the summer. So if you're the violinist, you come. You're going to take a second audition because you had to audition by videotape to get in. Now we're going to hear you in person. And we're going to place you in one of our five orchestras. And we're going to place you in chamber music. And then you'll be working with uh, a really brilliant uh, studio teacher having lessons every week of the summer. That, so it really is a working vacation. You're, you're like, you're set to work when you get there. Oh, it's a lot of work. Yep. So tell me about something like a, like a master class. What, what happens in that? Right. So we have uh, the world's greatest violinists coming through. Um, I'll just say a few. Joshua Bell, Daniel Hope, uh, Sarah Chang, Nadia Salerno-Sonnenberg, Jimmy Lin, Bobby McDuffie, and many more. And so when they come, they'll play a concert, either a concerto with one of our orchestras or a recital in our recital hall. And then they'll give a master class. So students have prepared, let's say, Brahms' first sonata, and the master teacher will listen and then offer critiques, usually pretty nice, <laughs> but sometimes it gets a little intense. <laughs> I bet. And you're doing this like in front of your, your like sort of classmates, your fellow musicians? Well, in front of, yeah, in front of musicians, but also in front of a paying audience because they're, they're really fun. Oh, wow. That, so, so you're, you're getting up there, you're doing your best, and then you're having this person who's huge in what you do basically tell you what's wrong with what you're doing in front of an audience. Well, let's put it this way. Tell you, <laughs> tell you what could be even better. Because oh, okay. one thing I like okay. to say is that our, our students are just brilliant when they come, and then they get better. And that's the, uh, that's the essence of education. Yeah, okay. And that, and that was kind of another question that I was going to ask. Is like, what, what do classical musicians get out of going to these festivals? Like, kind of what does it do for their careers? Well, I want to answer that in two big ways. One is that uh, although our students range in age this summer from 9 to 35, most of them are in college or grad school. And if you're in a great school of music, you are studying a lot of things. If you're undergrad, you're studying liberal arts, you're studying science, you're studying music theory, music history, all kinds of stuff. When you come to Aspen or a program like Tanglewood or Music Academy of the West, you're going to concentrate just on your practicing and your performing. Mm -hmm. And it can be a very liberating thing. It can be a very intense and concentrated thing as well. But it's, it's an integral part of the year for mm -hmm. what you do. If you're in uh, most great schools of music, you might play in three, four, even five orchestra concerts mm -hmm. from September to May. In Aspen, you're going to play in a new orchestra program every single week. So you're going to see a 
ton of repertoire. You're going to see eight different guest conductors. Uh, some of the great conductors in the world are coming through here, and you have a chance to work with them. Wow. So the concentration on performance is number one. But number two is the network, the friends you make here. Mm -hmm. When I go around the world, I can go to the middle of China or I can go to Norway or Russia, and everywhere I go, people are coming backstage and saying, I was in Aspen. Um, and typically, they make lifelong friends here, and that network is both great personally, but it's also great professionally. That's so cool. So you're, you're developing sort of a, an international network of, of colleagues in your field. Yep. And, and we're like an all-star team from Juilliard, Curtis, Eastman, the Shepherd School, Thornton School, Corn mm. Colburn. So. And, and, and is it important for a musician to kind of try to hit as many festivals as possible? Do, do people tend to kind of go back to the same ones or, or like what's, what's the general course of, of that kind of thing? Well, we're proud to say people very often come three, four, five, even six or seven summers to Aspen. But I'll tell you a secret. Every once in a while, uh, I say to someone, you know what? You should go to Tanglewood. It's a different <laughs> experience. It's a truly great experience. And you should have that, you know, for just one summer and then come back to Aspen. <laughs> Why? Why Why do you recommend that? Like what makes Tanglewood different? Um, it, it, the Boston Symphony is in residence at Tanglewood, and uh, so you have a chance in the summer to see a really great symphony up close and personal in that sense. In Aspen, we have a different model, which I think is extremely strong. It's called Side by Side. So we have principal players from, say, Chicago, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, San Francisco, orchestras, Cleveland Orchestra, and then right next to them is sitting their student. Oh, wow. So... Uh, so you have a lesson with your oboe teacher, but then on Sunday afternoon, you're playing in the major concert in front of 2,000 people sitting next to your teacher. Oh, my gosh. And that's uh, a tremendous experience. So in Tanglewood, you're in the Tanglewood Orchestra, so you're in uh -huh. an all-student orchestra. Yeah. And then also in that same week, you'll hear the Boston Symphony play. Okay, so when I'm thinking about these festivals, having never been to one, like, is this something that takes place within a building? Does it take place all over the town in different venues? Is it... How does that yeah, work? Yeah, it's a wonderful thing in Aspen. A uh, wonderful thing is that we're all over the city. Uh, mm -hmm. So we have two campuses. Our performing campus has what we call the tent. It's a permanent structure, and it seats 2,000 inside and 1,000 outside. Mm -hmm. And we have Harris Concert Hall, which is where I am sitting as I speak to you. Uh, it's a chamber music hall that seats 500 we have an opera house in town, which is a Victorian opera house that seats 500. And then we have a teaching campus where we have practice rooms, teaching studios, rehearsal halls, cafeteria, uh, ponds with uh, geese on them. <laughs> and we're also giving concerts in all of the churches in town. Mm -hmm. And also the students go out on the street and, uh, and do busking, so they're playing on the street. Oh, wow. My favorite aspect of this is our all-bassoon band. Every Saturday night, all of the bassoonists here get together and play on the sidewalk. Oh, my gosh. So it really is like South by Southwest, spread it out is. in yeah. little venues, and there's like music everywhere you walk. That's, that's um, really cool. Exactly. So tell me 
a bit more about what makes Aspen unique. Like, when did it start? Who started it? We started in 1949, and uh, it was a local couple. They also lived in Chicago, and I won't go to all the ins and outs, but they had this dream. They owned the skiing company, and they had this idea about a two-season resort. And so we were really the first, and now Jackson Hole and Sun Valley and Tahoe and Telluride all have a summer season and a winter season, but we were the first. And so they brought... is now the Minnesota Orchestra and people like Arthur Rubinstein and Gregor Piatigorsky and uh, Phyllis Curtin. And they were all here uh, mm-hmm. just to give some concerts, and it went so well, people said, hey, let's do that again. And how did, how did you get involved? I know you, know you were an administrator at some, some schools of music before. What drew you to Aspen? Yeah, I was in academic life and uh, was a, a am an active composer, and I got a phone call saying, would you be interested in this position? And I thought, why not? And took the interviews. And the last interview, they said, you understand, you're going to have to live in Aspen. And I said, <laughs> just just say that sentence again. <laughs> <laughs> and so you immediately got on a plane, and you've been yep. there. How, you've, is Here it- I am. It's my 10th. Ten seasons. Your t- ten seasons. So mm-hmm. you must have witnessed some very interesting things. Tell me your your best musician story. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, and we we need dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, there are some really great stories, but they're long. And um, that's okay. Uh, I got time. Okay, I know one. Shoot. As we were preparing for my first season in Aspen, um, it's March, I'm sitting at my desk, and the phone rings, and I pick it up, and this voice says, hey, Alan, it's Renee Fleming. And uh, I did know her, but I didn't expect her to just be calling me. And she said, look, I know you have got your schedule planned, but um, I have some time free, and I could come out to Aspen. And so I said, well, I don't know, Renee. I mean, honestly, we have planned our schedule, and I don't think (laughs) we have room for that. You Uh, turned her down? No, instead I said, good heavens, Renee, yes. <laughs> and she, one thing about Renee is that she sang her first opera role ever as a student in Aspen on the stage of our little Victorian opera house. And she loves coming back to Aspen. In fact, she'll be back uh, visiting us this uh, summer. But so she gave a sensational recital, naturally sold out to 3,000 people. And uh, that was a pretty happy moment. That is, that's pretty awesome. She's just like, you know, I got some free time. I can yep. come out there. <laughs> okay, but that was not that was not dirt. That's just a really nice story <laughs> about a really nice lady. <laughs> there will there will be no dirt. Rachel, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what do you do for the rest of the year? When the festival wraps up in late August, I go to a little place I have on an island in Maine and turn into a composer. I just write music (laughs) for a couple of months, and that works out for me. Nice. You're a composer. Tell me about your work. And how how does that play into the festival? Do you, do you, is your work performed? Do you, You know, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Uh, This summer, we had a new orchestra piece that I wrote, and I was very happy about that. Um, I am busy in the summer, so I don't do any co- composition work. What what kind of work do you do? More it is all classical. Stuff? It's okay. it's oh no, it's hyper classical. I just uh, 
had a great premiere with the Pittsburgh Symphony. I've done a series of works for them, and then the new work for here, uh, work, new work coming up for uh, Portland, Maine Chamber Music Festival, and Salt Bay Chamber Fest, which is also in Maine. But, you know, the fact that we do, well, that we do 300 different programs in eight weeks means we're doing as many different programs as the New York Philharmonic would present in a full season. So it does take the whole year to do the planning. Yeah, uh, We're also recruiting the 600-some students from all over the world and running the school and planning the school. So mm-hmm. we're, we're not idle during the year. <laughs> I would imagine not. Mm-hmm. You're basically planning the biggest party ever. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited. We wanted to, to, to do some summer festival uh, shows before, and I feel really lucky that we've gotten connected with you guys. Tell me what is coming up for the festival this year. What What is special about this particular season's festival? Sure. It's hard because we do five, six, seven things a day, seven days a week. So if I just pick one, it sounds funny, but um, we have Aida coming up. We're doing it in the music tent. A young woman who was a student with us just a few years ago, she sang Fior di Ligi in Mozart's Così Fan Tutte, and we all thought, this is going to be a big Verdi soprano voice. And we were right, because she made her debut at the Metropolitan Opera this year as Aida. It's a pretty snappy debut role. And um, she's going to be singing it with us, with also a cast all from the Met. And Robert Spano, our music director, also music director of the Atlanta Symphony, will be conducting that. I said that for the production, we're going to dress my dogs up as elephants uh, <laughs> because we, we, we can't actually have elephants in the tent. But uh, that'll be a fun event. <laughs> That's great. I love it. All right. Alan Fletcher, president and CEO of the Aspen Music Festival and Schools. Thanks so much for being on the Classical Classroom. It's been really great to talk to you. And um, I'm glad that I now know what you guys do up there in the hills all day during the summers. Thanks, it's been a great pleasure. All right, everybody, that does it for this episode of Classical Classroom, Aspen Edition. Look forward to some more conversations from the Aspen Music Festival. In fact, next week we've got pianist Orly Shaham coming up. Uh, Orly and I are going to talk a little bit about what she's doing at the festival, but then also about some really cool music. I think you're going to like it a lot. So tune in or, you know, podcast in, whatever you do. For more Classroom, go to houstonpublicmedia.org slash classroom. You can also follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere you can find podcasts, really. Don't forget to rate and review us because that makes you not only a listener, but a good person. You can also send me an email at dclay at houstonpublicmedia.org or follow us on Twitter or Tumblr. Thanks today to Todd Tricky Holslander for Twiddling Knobs. Thanks to program director Sinjin Flynn for his always unreadable smile. Thanks to editor Mark DeClaudio for his piercing, dramatic chipmunk eyes. Thanks to intern Nick Dolworth for strangely still being here. Thanks to Alan Fletcher for being here today. Thanks to me for saying words. Most of all, thanks to you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Are we rolling, Todd? Okay. In this first episode, we talked to the music festival and school's CEO and president, Alan Fletcher. He gives us an overview of what can be expected at the festival. 
and what the hell a festival is. Festival, festival, festival. <laughs> also, festival.